Hey, Lurid listeners, would you like a free audiobook? Follow us on Twitter at the KMQ. Tag us in a tweet. Tell us the title of your favorite KMQ story, and we'll send you an audiobook of your choice from our Audible library. But you better hurry. Some titles are going fast. You are entitled to your sexual self. We encourage lurid listeners to be playful, enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. This show is for adults only and is a hands-free listening experience. Well, at least one hand. This show contains erotic stories that sometimes feature provocative characters and intense themes and situations. Please listen responsibly. In today's KMQ episode, while sitting in her tiny apartment in New York, hundreds of miles away from the man she wants, Ava gets a text. But this isn't just any text. It's a text that surprisingly opens the door for her to seriously consider what she wants. Ava receives a text written by Ella Dawson. Welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. This is your host, Rose Carraway, and Big Daddy is here with me today. How you doing, Big Daddy? I'm doing pretty darn good. Are you? A little bit sweaty. Are you? Oh, God. It's hot it in this that, booth. It was that story tease, wasn't it? Was. It was. <laughs> um, so, hey, do we have any emails today? Or are we going to... We're letting Yeah, them... we do. Oh. We have one. This uh-huh. one's from Janice. Janice. Yep. This is from Idaho. You do what? Idaho. And Janice writes, Hello, Rose and Dave. Love the show. I love the way you guys talk and banter. I would love to hear more of that. But I'm wondering... Is everything you guys talk about sexuality, is that mostly just fantasy? Or do you guys live in the BDSM kink community yourselves? Would love to hook up sometime. Oh! (laughs) Can't wait to hear you guys on the next episode. Love you lots, lurid listener, Janice from Idaho. Oh, thank you, Janice! Well, Big Daddy, what's your response to that? I would say that we are... Number we one. are well. We are monogamous. I've mm-hmm. uh, been married for many, many, many years. So many years. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> we know each other very well. <laughs> uh, we don't actively participate in a BDSM community, uh, but we certainly have a lot of fun together. Yes. Uh, and we we like our imaginations very much. Uh, whether it's uh, in a fantasy form like this or a more playful form in the bedroom or kitchen or wherever the office, we yeah. or booth, wherever straight. Outside. Oh, the backyard's the best. Except the slats in our fence are widening, and that concerns me. <laughs> I'm not into being watched knowing that I'm being watched. Wait, no, I mean, no. <laughs> Yeah, mm, our, neighbors, our neighbors may have more of a problem with it. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Hope that answers your question. Take some mystery out, although maybe mystery is good. Mystery is very sexy. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps interest. Well, thank you so much, Janice. I'm so glad that you emailed. If you would like to get in touch with us, please do. You can email us at thekissmequicks at gmail.com or give us a call at 202-810-KISS. Please do remember to give us permission to use your name on the show. Before our story begins, 
Check out our latest audiobook. Erotic Teasers, edited by Rachel Kramer Bussell. These sexy short stories will keep you on edge. From orgasm denial to remote control panties, these characters are made to wait. And they love every minute. From dominant submissive relationships to futuristic settings, they have perfected the thrill of teasing, taunting, and exerting control over their partners. Whether teasing as part of a BDSM scene, on stage at a theater, or via modern technology, these men and women ache with yearning. These stories explore the thrill of the opposite of instant gratification, with orgasms all the more explosive because of it. Get this sexy audiobook now in iTunes, Amazon, or Audible. And now, Ava receives a text written by Ella Dawson. I want you to use me. Julian texted me at 9.31 p.m. on Tuesday. I want you to do whatever you want to me. I sat up straighter at my dining room table. A promotion strategy document was open on my laptop, half finished and several hours overdue for my boss's approval. I'd assume Julian was off doing something similarly wrote and depressing with his evening. Maybe that was how he made slogging away at the firm tolerable working on Excel reports with the occasional light sexting break. Funny, I'd always imagined him as more of the listening-to-politics-podcasts kind of guy. I read his last two texts again, but they didn't change. It was such an innocuous message to throw me off in the grand scheme of dirty texts. I want you to do whatever you want to me. What did I want to do to this man? Most men were all about what they were going to do to you and how much you were going to like it. It wasn't entirely their fault. Even I was used to thinking about what I wanted someone to do to me. That would have been an easier question to answer. I wanted Julian to push me against the brick wall outside of my apartment, shove my skirt up my hips, and fuck me hard, praying no one would notice us in the shadows beyond the streetlights. What did I want to do to him? I drew a blank. I like that, I responded, bluffing. I was very aware that I was writing marketing copy in my pajamas at my IKEA dining table while my roommate practiced audition songs in her bedroom. Julian was handing control to me across hundreds of digital miles, a power transfer from D.C. to Brooklyn, and I had no idea what I liked. Some sexually empowered woman I was turning out to be. The little typing bubble popped up, and I eyed it on my iMessage app window, resting absurdly next to the color-coded Google spreadsheet. Tell me what to do. Oh, great. 
Now creative thought was required of me. Don't move, I texted him. That seemed like a good place to start. I could imagine it, too. Julian sitting in bed, clutching his cell phone, the early stirrings of an erection straining at his boxer briefs. I hadn't seen his apartment yet, but I already suspected it was gorgeous. A small but beautiful one-bedroom in a historic Georgetown brownstone. Just him all alone in that square footage, idly playing with his dick as he waited for me to reply. Or maybe he was at some bar with colleagues, sneaking glances at his phone while they discussed the markets. I had no way of knowing, and it sent a shiver through my forearms, nerves tightening with thrill. It was easy to picture that, too. Him standing in some cluster of finance bros, dressed up in light summer suits and loosened ties. They'd have no idea what he was thinking, what he wanted me to do to him. Those preppy motherfuckers with their yields and dividends and all that terminology I couldn't remember from my Econ 101 course taken eight million years ago. Okay, I won't, he responded. I felt a queer trickle of power pinging up the nerves in my spine. He was waiting for me to offer further instruction. It felt like some feminist failure to admit it, even to myself, but I wasn't used to being in charge. I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know what I wanted to take. Fuck, he texted me next, and I could hear it in his voice, that breathless spurt of narration he always shared. I heard the text as if it were a helpless announcement, his throat dry. I still remembered hearing it in person, despite the layers of post-grad life coated over the memory. He said it right into my ear like a plea. Shut the fuck up, I typed, hitting send before my confidence failed me. Before I had the time to doubt myself, he said, okay, sorry. And then he waited. Julian and I met during our sophomore year at Liberal University. He lived down the hall in a double room with a lacrosse bro named Peter, whom I hated instinctually. Unlike his looming roommate, Julian got along with everyone, full of wide grins and a kindness that I couldn't help but trust. I assumed a guy like that had a girlfriend, and I wasn't wrong. There was some girl back home in Virginia who sent him elaborate care packages every few weeks. When they eventually broke up, there was another girl with the same affinity for arts and crafts. Julian retained the sweetness that most men had beaten out of them in high school. We didn't become real friends until our senior year, when he was finally just Julian and I understood that good things were usually temporary. I had a night of him all to myself. Eight giddy hours on his regulation double bed. It was the rare one-night stand that didn't leave me depleted the next morning. I walked home across campus to my apartment feeling warm and whole. And then he moved to D.C. and I settled down in Brooklyn, wrapped in a new bullshit Pinterest board of a relationship that spread its depletion out over time. And now I was single again and Julian was texting me and I had an Amtrak ticket to D.C. in my email box. Julian was still waiting for instruction. I fished for ideas. Where are you? I asked. Curiosity was getting to me. At home. 
that was a bit of a letdown. I liked the idea of him in public, attempting to hide what he was up to. He had such a transparent face. How much he wanted me would be all over him. At home, all alone, thinking about me? Yes. It was darkly funny. In three simple letters, Julian offered more clarity and validation than anything my ex had said in a year and a half of dating. The idea of him sitting by himself, attention glued to his phone, eager and desperate for whatever I was about to say, I could work with that. You're not allowed to touch yourself, I said. I don't think you deserve to. Nervous giggles flared up my throat and I bit my knuckle, glancing at my roommate's door. It would be generous and inaccurate to call me a naturally authoritative person. Oh, God, he replied. When religious deities were invoked, it was time to get a room. I picked at my laptop and ducked into my room, closing the door behind me. Do you understand me? I asked once I settled down on my bed. That same giddy anxiety bubbled within me. I imagined putting it in a box, wrapping it up tight and shoving it under the bed. Yes, I do. Thank you. Holy fuck. Now he was thanking me. Nice guy Julian from down the hall was thanking me for telling him he wasn't allowed to touch himself. This was surreal. Good. I searched my brain for something else to say. My regrettable binge of the Fifty Shades series all those summers ago had taught me nothing useful. The only scene I retained was some grotesque incident in a bathroom involving a tampon. I was in foreign territory. But maybe I was thinking about this the wrong way. Julian hadn't asked me to recreate some mass-produced fantasy from the grocery store book selection. He'd asked me to do whatever I wanted. And what I wanted, what I always wanted, was to know exactly where I stood. I wanted to be texted back immediately and with the correct response. I wanted to be respected. No, I wanted to be worshipped. I wanted my ego dipped in honey and licked clean by someone who adored me. You won't get anything if you don't beg. I bit at my thumbnail as I watched my text deliver, wondering if I'd pushed his boundaries. Dynamics like this required sober, honest discussion, not digital fumbling in the dark. I knew that much from cobbled-together sex education and smirk-riddled conversations over brunch at the dining hall. Yes, I want to beg for it, he texted back. Jackpot. My skin burned, and it had little to do with embarrassment anymore. I sank down into the mattress, all of a sudden way too hot under my sweatpants and stolen Henley tea. I towed out of my socks as I read his new text, just one word. Please. Another memory resurfaced across the expanse of other fucks and confessions. Listening to Julian lose control as he climaxed, his hand furled around the cheap headboard. The memory of the nonsense that came pouring out of his mouth when he finished followed me for months after that, interrupting other flings that paled in comparison to his vocal fireworks. Please, please, yes, Abel, yes. Oh God, you feel so fucking good. Please, I'm close, so close. I'm gonna come, oh please, oh please. I will beg for it, Julian wrote in the present. 
this was part of a pattern. If I took too long to respond, he would just keep going without me. It was impatient, bratty behavior that I had no desire to correct. I will beg to touch you. I want to touch you so bad. How much? So much, Ava. I think about it all the time. My eyebrows rose. It? You. I think about you all the time. I pushed my sweatpants over my hips and abandoned them to the mess of clothing at the foot of my bed. I felt a little high. My attention narrowed to a dangerous point. He thought about me all the time, and the images that conjured lit me up like a bottle rocket. Julian sitting at his desk at some boutique firm, wetting his lips when he got distracted. Julian tugging at his cock as he stood in the shower in the morning, water beating across his wide shoulders. Julian waiting for me right now, desperate to touch himself, desperate for my next word. It was the desperation that got me wet, showing through in how fast he answered every message and how he must have written and deleted and rewritten that initial text so many times, the one that started this all off. If Julian's turn-on was giving up control, mine was teasing and taunting, secure in the knowledge he wasn't going anywhere. The cockier I was, the harder he got. The more demanding I was, the more he wanted me. I thought about him, too, all the time, not only these last few weeks, but across the years, with memories sneaking up on me as my ex cooked lasagna and gaslit me out of my confidence. A handful of hours with the gorgeous guy down the hall, destined to be someone else's special someone, a girl nicer and blander and skilled with an Instagram filter. I thought about how he kissed down my stomach, nose nudging between my thighs. He got off on that, on how I squirmed and wrapped my fingers through his dark hair. He insisted on getting me off, wide eyes watching my face shatter and collapse as I came hard and drunk, mewling my desire and release. I thought about him all the fucking time and never thought I'd get him back. Too kind and simple for my jagged edges. I'd read us both wrong, but I didn't tell him that. That's what I thought, I replied. It required a few edits to get all the grammar correct, as one of my hands had found its way south. I was wetter than I expected, my fingers coming away thickly coated. Maybe if you impress me, I'll let you taste me. Please, please, that's all I want. Please was quickly becoming my favorite word. I bet that's what you want, you desperate little whore. I stared at my message for a few terrified seconds before pressing send. In for a penny, in for a slur. Any doubts I had that I'd gone too far were immediately assuaged. Oh, fuck, Ava. Two of my fingers sank into my tight and soaking cunt. I bit my lip to smother a groan, frustrated that I was in a tiny shitbox of an apartment in New York, hundreds of miles from the man I wanted, who was desperate, desperate, desperate for me to use him. I wanted to ride him. I wanted to shove my hand over his mouth and grind down on him until I was someone else, strong and hard and benevolently vicious. I could hear his overwhelmed, smothered cries, his lips wet under my palm. 
I wanted to pull up and feel every inch of his dick as it slid out of me and then hover there, feel my weight on my thighs as he whimpered. I would tease the head of his cock, circle around it, but refuse to sink down onto him. I'd wait, pull my hand away and wait until he begged, Please, 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 Ava, I need you, I need you, I need you. And then I would take what I wanted. I'd taken too long to text him again. I'm so hard, please, he begged. No. The word felt like that first sip of white wine at the end of a long day. I get to touch you. You aren't allowed to touch yourself. Fuck. Okay. Do I need to tie your wrists down so that you'll behave yourself? I won't touch myself, I promise. I noted his lack of enthusiasm where bondage was concerned and sucked a string of juice from my fingers. I wasn't in any rush to get off. Soon I'd have three days for him to drag every possible orgasm from my body. This little game of cat and mouse was much more fun than easy relief. If you do anything I tell you not to, I'll make you watch while I play with myself. No. And then a few seconds later, I want it, please. I know you do, baby, but I want you to wait. Can I keep watching? This conversation had become increasingly meta, but I had no fucking complaints. Yes, I'll be mad if you look away. That weird, mirthless giggle escaped my mouth again, and I grinned through it. Fuck, how could I? I'd make quite a sight, sprawled back on his sofa, with my thighs splayed open. My arousal would trickle down my thighs and onto the upholstery. There'd be no gooey smile on Julian's face now, his jaw hanging slack and desperate, desperate to touch me and to touch himself. You aren't allowed to touch anything without my permission. I want to touch myself so bad, but I haven't, I swear. Good boy. The condescension tasted so goddamn good. You've been so good for me. Do you want to come? Oh, yes, please. You've been so well behaved for me tonight. Fuck, 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 fuck. It was tempting to draw it out even farther. It would be so easy to exact vengeance on this sweet kid for every disrespectful slight other men had subjected me to. But this wasn't about being mean. It was about play. It was about making Julian feel good by denying him what he wanted. He was probably weeping with precum by now, his knuckles white. I could see his knotted brow, his pink tongue darting out to wet, chapped lips. My little slut, eager to be used and commanded and fucked. Ava, please, he wrote. And I fucked myself with my fingers, wondering if I would ever say or hear that word again without feeling wet and sinful. Please, I want to be good for you. The man wanted to be good for me. Me, Ava Greenspan, marketing associate and ex-girlfriend galore. The hot mess text me back, don't leave me, Queen of Bushwick hissing as I hit that spot inside of me that made my eyes shutter closed. I bit my lip and tasted blood. I let myself go. He could wait. Wait for me to shudder and snap and cry out and break. 
he'd still be there when I was done. He wasn't going anywhere. For a while, the only word on my mind was please. Not desire, but exultation. Such a good boy, I said after sucking my fingers clean. The words didn't come as easily now that the haze of desire was lifting, but I clung to the film of authority while I sent my instructions. I want you to come for me, Julian. Yes, thank you, finally. Shut the fuck up and listen to me. He didn't respond, and that was probably less out of obedience and more because his hands were occupied. I want you to imagine my hands tight in your hair, yanking your head back as I fuck you hard and fast. I'm dripping wet and hot and tight around you. I want you to come for me, and I want you to thank me for it when you finish, you pathetic fucking whore. You're mine, do you understand that? You're mine now. And then I waited. It didn't take long. Oh my fucking god, Ava. I let the smirk I'd been fighting all night take over my face and tucked myself under the covers. Good boy, I said again. Thank you. We were quiet for a while after that. I reached for a Kleenex from the tissue box on my bedside table and wiped myself off, too lazy to get up and take a shower. I was always wide awake after having sex, but getting myself off always made me sleepy, bones loose and heavy in my body. My unsteady fingers found the lamp and switched it off. I was just closing my eyes when my iPhone came back to life. Thank you so much, Ava. I snorted. It seemed correct grammar and punctuation had returned. For what? I asked. For being someone I can trust. He didn't elaborate right away, but I knew he would eventually. And he did. I've never gone there with someone before, and I appreciate that you won't judge me for it. Is this something you've never explored? There was another long silence, thick with what I knew was coming. Gentle, earnest Julian lying spent on the sofa, moonlight streaming in through the floor-to-ceiling windows, his cock flaccid against his thigh. I hadn't seen him in two years, but I knew every inch of his face. I couldn't wait to see it contort and tighten, teeth bared, voice hoarse. He'd never stop talking, even when I told him to. And I didn't want him to. That was what I wanted, to hear him beg and gasp and scream. I wanted to tease him until he admitted he couldn't take it anymore. I wanted him to want every single inch of me. Not yet, but I want to with you. I know that I can with you. That woke me up more than anything else. I'd been the one stretching out my hand so many times before. I knew how petrifying it was to offer all your weaknesses and wants to someone and just hope, just pray, that they wouldn't fuck you over. It had been a long time since someone had extended that level of trust to me. This wasn't a free-for-all, a vacation from my self-esteem at the mercy of some asshole I'd never see again. This was Julian, and I liked him, and he respected me. Thank you for trusting me, I said, 
and for the first time all night, I didn't think I'd expressed what I wanted to, but it would have to do. I'll see you on Friday at 8. I made reservations at 8.30, somewhere you'll like. It was a night of two firsts. I'd called a man a desperate little whore, and someone had made dinner reservations for me. Yep, I'll see you then. After I hit send, I put my iPhone in airplane mode and shoved it under a pillow. I was in danger. I could feel it creeping up around my ankles like ivy. Miles and miles away, I was sure Julian felt the same way. Oh well, it seemed I had some shopping to do. I needed a dress, appropriate for what I felt sure was a very nice restaurant, the kind of place a young financier would take his woman, and something to wear underneath to make him quiver. Or maybe I wouldn't wear anything underneath at all. I couldn't wait to hear him say, please. Alright, Lurid listeners, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. That was Ava Receives a Text, written by Ella Dawson, as featured in our latest audiobook, Erotic Teasers. You can follow Ella Dawson on Twitter, at Bros and Prose. You can follow our show on Twitter, too, at The KMQ. Tag us in a tweet. Tell us the title of your favorite KMQ story, and we'll send you an audiobook of your choice from our Audible Library. Follow me at Rose Caraway and Big Daddy at Big Daddy Dave. If you want more sexy stories and would like to support the show, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway. Don't forget to leave us a sexy review. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Caraway. The KMQ would like to thank these wonderful musical artists Nylor, Ribeiro, Analog by Nature, Soda, Psychic, Fleslit, Roscall, Grapes, Fog Lake, and our feature credit music by Silva de Alegria, and the KMQ introduction music by Vivich. The Kiss Me Quick's Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by Erotic Teasers, edited by Rachel Kramer Bussell. Stupid fish. This show. (laughs) Wow. Contains erotic stories that sometimes feature provocative characters and intense themes and situations. Oh my God, don't Please listen responsibly. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. And we love you. Don't be scared.